Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Have you had some more aloe fresh? I haven't, not yet. Arrived? Have you not? No. Oh, I got mine in. Oh, I, did, I had yeah. to pay for mine, though. Ah. I had to pay for mine. I've not, I've not had any yet, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm waiting for the Freemans just to see if I like it. If I like oh, it. Oh, you like it, John. If I like it, I'll invest. Oh, you like, like it. it. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, calorious. That's how, I, that's how I describe it. <laughs> calorious? <laughs> Jesus. For you those know. who don't know, Hello uh, Fresh is the family friendly dishes to show, and the kids love them. They send you all the ingredients, monthly subscription. You pick your meals. You get so many to choose from, don't you? And you, you pick the ones that you fancy. They send you all the ingredients. Cook it all fresh. And uh, delicious meals on the table. That's true. That made me a little boy. I had pork and apple burger. Oof. Superb. Yeah. The Asian-style beef to die for. And the chicken, sweet and sour chicken. If any, if you, um, hopefully you heard that. Yeah, <laughs> turn me Michael for this. Bit. <laughs> well, I think I can tremendous. get on board with all three of them, especially <laughs> the Asian style beef. One sheet of paper, you get the ingredients, the method, calorific information, micronutrients. Bob's your uncle. Oh, pop on the dish. Get it down your neck. Value, John. It's value. And obviously, as listeners of the podcast, Hello Fresh are offering our listeners sixty pound off four boxes. All you've got to do is go to www.hellofresh.co.uk and enter the code under the cosh. Now, that is with the E. Right. Very important. Because we don't want you to miss out on your offer, do we? don't want to miss out on your £60, do you? No. And your delicious, scrumptious, calorious meals. Calorious. Is that a word? Calorific. It is now. Calorific is, calorious isn't. Right. I've got you. I've got you. So all you've got to do to enjoy your delicious moments with HelloFresh, head to hellofresh.co.uk, choose a, a delivery slot, and add your favourite recipes. Discover the easy way to delicious dinners from scratch. HelloFresh is the UK's leading recipe box service, delivering fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes to your door. It's the easy, convenient way to cook delicious dinners from scratch every single time. Choose your favourites from 19 recipes every week, including rapid recipes, ready in 20 minutes or less, family favourites, British and world cuisine, and even a balanced range. And, because all their ingredients come from direct from their suppliers, pre-portioned just for you, there's no food gone to waste. Oh, that, well, he's done well there, that hasn't Chinese, he? That Chinese near you is going to be going out of business. Possibly. <laughs>
Maybe. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to think I've died. <laughs> oh, the, the guy. Yeah, there'll be Lily's grand at your right The guy at number eleven must have must have must have popped his clogs. <laughs> he's not. He's not ordered for. He's not ordered for three oh. days. I think, he's, I think he's ill. It must, it must be. Is either is either in hospital or he's died? Bless oh. him. Well, no, he's knees deep in aloe fresh. How are we doing? How's it going, lads? Very well. Good. Happy. Very happy. Uh, recovered. <laughs> Fucking hell. From have what? I'm on today. Um, no, you haven't actually. You're playing, have I, have you're I playing well at the minute. Eh? You're playing well. Thank you. No, not more than once today. I'm uh, yeah, good as gold. You're back. You're refreshed, revitalised after a weekend of heavy drinking. You've had a few early nights. Uh, more lions. More lions than early nights. But uh, yeah, I would say I'm 70, 80 percent. I, I, I noticed sport, a spring, spring in his step. I spoke to John 10 days ago or something. It was about half 11 on a Tuesday morning. I was like, what, what are you up to, mate? Oh, I'm still in my feather. <laughs> still in bed. What time, sorry? Half 11 ish. He's like, I'm just uh, giving a bit back to YouTube. I'm just watching Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> Slow day then, John. Binge watch. Yeah, I, I don't really want. I don't. I'm not. I've never really got into. I never watched YouTube and all that. But oh, so it's a whole new world. Yeah. Giving a bit back, he says. Yeah, giving a bit back to the YouTube world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wait, I'm not. I'm not taking fuck all out of it, but I'm just giving a bit back. <laughs> Can I just say, I did see one comment on the Poland video, and um, usually I'm. Don't read in too much into the comments, but it's somebody... just as well because you get some shit. Inside, <laughs> <don't you>? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, you've made a rod for your own body. I, I think one guy might have called you a goblin. Really? <laughs> you didn't say that one, no. no, no. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take it. <laughs> well, um, carry on. But somebody said, uh, and the Oscar goes too. And I'd just like to reiterate that there was no, there was no oh, over exaggeration or acting involved. What do you mean? What do you we were exaggerating about the the level of fear. Yeah. So they think being at the somebody, match. somebody thought we were exaggerating. Yes. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, right, like whoever whoever thought we were exaggerating, get get yourself to Poland, get to that fucking derby, you get a camera in that fucking stand, right? <laughs> See what happens. And if you think we're exaggerating, right, I'll fucking I'll pay for your trip, no bother. Ah, whoever said that can drift. Yeah. If it, I tell you, don't watch the next video. Although, it must be quite funny seeing a 40-year-old man. Who's 40, you dickhead? Right-ish. I'm not even 30, I'm 38 oh, in yeah. December. Yeah, but we're rounded up. Aye, aye. Like, shitting himself. But, six foot four. 20. 21 stone. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to give you 20, but... Uh, yeah, well, I, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not going on the scale. But right. And then there's a little why. goblin at the front not giving a shit. Yeah. Mate, I'll tell you, right? It don't matter how big you are, right, or how much you weigh. If somebody punches you in the face, it hurts. I, I was, I, I, I was scared, me. Genuinely scared. Shitbag. Me and you were all right, weren't yeah. we? Yeah. Fine. These two. Pussies. Super John, eh? Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it, John. I think it was very different. I think. I think, I, I, tell you what, I think. I think he. I don't know if he thought it were half not serious, but I don't. I don't know if he knew how far he could go. Yeah. yeah, if you know what I mean, I think he. Yeah. Uh, it, was a, it was a good mix, so I think. But I hope people who listened and watched it can kind of see where me and John were coming from because we sound like fucking mercenaries. Nah, nah, we? I disagree. I think oh, no, we're not so- talking about one season wonder. We're talking about the second best player in the club's history, mm-hmm. and he he was underappreciated I financially. Think, yeah, I think he was. I mean, 
I, I, we, we never mentioned it on the podcast, and I, I think somebody, somebody commented, he, he scored something like 330 goals in fucking 700 games or something yeah. like that. Unbelievable. That is, that's why uh, that, he's got legendary status, isn't it? That, that's yeah. like, that's obviously a, a ridiculous record. If he's a top score scorer at that football club, he should be the highest paid player, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, mm. and, and I the, think, you know what clubs are like. I think that's what we. I think that's what we were trying to get off. Of. I, I feel as though he could have not even kicked off. Just said, "Look, uh, Ricketts just coming on this. I deserve that." And I don't think he'd have been out of order no, saying no it. No chance. Yeah, there's no fucking loyalty in football apart from John. <laughs> <laughs> there's no loyalty in football, mate. It's like, I mean, look at <clears throat> like look at what's happened this week at Barnsley, right? There's a German guy come in last season, didn't know fuck all about the league, English football, got Barnsley playing incredible football, got promoted. What he's asked for is basically, look, I need a couple, I need some experienced players. That's not in the, the remit of Barnsley's uh, philosophy type thing. Getting young players, make them better, sell them. Very serious, that, isn't it? How the fuck have we gone from talking about John McGinley back to Barnsley again? I don't know. You always I'm seem to get into the conversation. I'm just, I'm just vetting my frustration. <laughs> I couldn't wait to bring it in. We could have spoke about I tell you, what, and you, you, you threw me off the trail then. So, on about loyalty in, in football, yep. he's gone this week. Last year, he's come in, got him promoted. Ten games in, fucking potted. Where's your loyalty there? Is he, um, did he get sacked or did he walk? I think he we're, walked. We're not he? sure. We're not sure. Well, us, we're us banging, you, he's coming in there. Yeah. fans aren't sure, but I think if he did not, if he if he walked, I think it were only a matter of time before he got sacked. So Barnsley have shown no fucking loyalty to him, have they? Mm. Oh, well, I think you need the facts before you start banging your fist on turf. <laughs> Aggressive there, wasn't it? My fucking football club. Life. So when you only said he hasn't mourned, <laughs> there it is. There, there's me mourn. There's me mourn. So, so going back to John, he he, des- he deserved to be yeah. up there with the best paid players at the club. Mm. Uh-huh. But you know what clubs are like they, when they get promoted to the Premier League. You hit the nail on the head. They'll they'll be looking at what they should be paying John and going right. We'll try and nick Nathan Blake and give him a bit. We touched on it a little bit at the time, and it probably gets it, we're getting into a bloody psychology yeah, podcast that. here. But I mean, I've got mates who away from football that are just in jobs where they they get the wage every week, they enjoy a drink at the weekend, and they're, and they're happy plodding along they're not they're not banging on any doors for uh, pay rises or have any extended ambition and they're just happy but it's a, it's a, think... if it's a job where it's a, there's a ladder and you can work your way up yeah. surely if they're not salesman boom they're salesman yeah. so, so you, you're new into no the... but no salesman's different yeah, I think you've got to be a certain type of person for I'm not salesman. on about the actual fucking type of person right you're a salesman right yeah and you've just gone to a new company right and then, and there's a guy who's been at the company for, for 10 years, right? And he's worked his way up and he's earning 50 grand a year, right? You're starting on 25 grand a year, but you're selling twice as much stuff as him. You're selling twice as much stuff that, yeah. uh, of your company's product than him. Why the fuck should you not be on 50 grand oh, no, like no, no. him? I, I, I Just because he's been there for yeah, 10 that's, years. That's, that's your mentality and, and a lot of people, but what I'm saying is there's a completely different mindset of other people and and it might be difficult to understand but some people don't care all they're doing is bringing it back and saying that he said he was happy and he probably regrets it now he probably regrets it but he said he was happy and it was the best time of his life yeah but he could have been happier on more money oh yeah 100% I'm, I'm not disagreeing with Should you or, or I'm just saying 
he was happy and at the time he probably didn't even think about it and like I say he wasn't getting the advice off anybody else and he was just happy turning up in the morning getting paid for something he loved and he, he was probably getting paid well from his perspective no problem no stress no stress yeah I get happy. that but there wouldn't have been any more stress in his life would there just by going and saying look you've signed Nathan Blake you've signed Dean Allsworth whatever they're going to be on X right I'm fucking I'm on a third of that and I'm your top goal scorer bollocks bollocks even if he got two thirds of Allsworth money of Blake's money he's doubled his money and he's still at the football club loving it yeah oh yeah and it is all relative to that's the our situation fucking, that's our shit yeah. that's our shit football is man you know it the club knew, knew John McGinley's personality. They knew that he was never going to kick up a fuss, never going to ask to leave because he loved it. Uh, and I feel the club took the piss out of him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so if, he, if this, if somebody's doing well in any job and they get headhunted, nine times out of ten, the company that he's working for will match more. Yeah. or better what the new. Th- and well, it's just a shame. John man. McGinley was headhunted by Celtic, exactly. but, he but he couldn't go. Oh, but but it, and he wasn't bothered. But see, that's where me and John McGinley differ because if, if if Celtic had hunted me and I were going to go up there for double my money I'd be fucking kicking footballs as far as I could I'd be kicking cones I'd be an absolute arsehole no it, it, you don't because, be, because it's for myself yeah but if they turn around and said John you're not going anywhere but we're going to offer you double your money then you'd be happy yeah ish. fair enough because he remember he was happy where he was he didn't want to leave Bolton but you know we go back to loyalty the poor guy couldn't get it fucking football club four months ago. Where's your loyalty there? But that's different owners in it and different situations. It's still the football club. It's still, it's still the it's entity not, that's it's, bo- it's, it's, the, it's the new owner banning him. It's nothing to do with the football well. club and everything. But it just amazes me how wherever he goes, the fans like him. I know. Mate, right? Mercenary. <laughs> right. I'm not bothered what anybody says, right? Every footballer is a selfish bastard, Right? Every apart, fo- apart from John every apart from apart John. from yeah sorry apart from John every footballer thinks they should be playing on a Saturday right and if you're not you're pissed off we spoke about this before yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you now right? every footballer is a selfish bastard and rightly so I think yeah. because you know like now nah, I've, I've just retired nobody in football gives a fuck about me anymore I've still got well, if I carry on drinking like this, I've probably got about 10 years left, but no, <laughs> no I'm only kidding. But I've, I've got the rest of my life not been a footballer. So you just fuck it, you've got, you've got to be a selfish bastard as, as much as you can, when you can. See, so you, you, you asked me, like, who were Bolton playing at the weekend, and I don't know. And I think a lot of, especially talking to, to different players as well, has a lot to do with it. The fact that when it comes down to it, you support your club by the history and you support Barnsley, you support Bolton because that's a club you were brought up supporting. But then when it's stripped back and I think about it, I think, well, the players don't give a shit about the club. They just get, the majority of them are just there to get the wages. No, the owners now don't give a shit about the club. They're just there to make a few quid and pass it on and sell it off. So what's left? What of any, anything credible to what it once was is left of that football club to the, the south. Fo- the footballer cares about himself. Uh, he cares about his teammates, and the better that he does for himself, will ultimately benefit the football club. 
that's that's the point that I was trying to make. Do you know what I'm getting? Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I suppose I'm going then deeper to the owners of the club that when it comes to the situation you've got that you had at Bolton and you had at Berry and 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 then you've got at Liverpool and Tottenham and United where the clubs are there from that level to that level are there as a business. So you, you, well, you're not a proper fan, are you? you? You admit that. No, I'll say that I've fell out of love with it, haven't you? Fallen out of love with it. From and I've said this before. From the point where I was a season ticket holder for eight years, we got to the Carling Cup final and I couldn't get a ticket. So I got to the point. Well, why should I give you my support for eight years? And when it actually comes to being able to enjoy it, I'm just a number. Yeah, Wembley. And let's get that money in. Get that money in as quick as we can. Sell, sell as many tickets as we can. Don't matter that you've been coming for eight years. Give us your money. Got the and I think that's that, lads. Got a bit heated, didn't it? I know. We're going to have a tear up or what? That, that could be the most sensible conversation we've ever had, is it? Know, it's up there anyway. Anything light-hearted we've got on the yeah. agenda? Do some heavy breathing now. <laughs> Turn my mic up, Chris, will you? Lighten the mood a bit. Oh, dear. So, no, right. I think John, were, it was great, wasn't it? It was a real different insight and I think a one-off character. Yeah. Yeah, it was brilliant, man. And I'm... And I probably think he regrets it a little bit. No, I, I think yeah. I could, oh, you could tell in his voice. hundred percent. He deserves to fucking be sat on a beach now, scratching his balls. Yeah. For what he's done in his career, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Anyway, so good shout, good shout, Chris. You yeah. got him on, didn't you? Eventually. So we've had forty-eight guests. That's the first yeah. one that he's contributed. With. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! We're fucking Was there another one? Bruce, Bruce Crabble. Bruce, hey, oh, sorry. Forty-eight guests. We, we've contributed forty-six. Yeah. So this week, something a little bit different. A change is as good as a rest, lads. Yeah. Tell you what it is. I can imagine there's people who, who, who've listened to every every episode, and I forgot stuff. What's happened? I mean, fuck me. We've done forty-seven, forty-eight of these. Yeah. Yeah. This. So we're going to do a little so, bit of a collage this week. At the end of the day, we a collage. <laughs> Oh, I like that. Mm. <laughs> Get your pricks to count. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have a break. End of the series, we're going to have a break. And Instead thought, of doing a... Rather than having a break, we might as well put something out. Rather than having a debrief, we always have, have an end of series debrief, yeah. don't we? Yeah, they're yeah. a waste of time, aren't they? So, we yeah, need to get a bit honest. more in the tank. A few more a few more episodes, so... So, uh, a best of. This we'll week, best we'll of. pull the best of uh, all the stories out and, and pop them on. Enjoy. But don't think... When we say we're having a break, don't think we're actually having a break. Oh, no. We're, watch, we're, watching, we're watching Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> in the next two weeks, we've got five booked in. Five good ones as well, man. Five good ones. We're recording Wednesday here. We've got Friday, we've got Monday, we've got Wednesday, we've got Friday. Week after, we've got Monday, Thursday. Nobody wants to know our schedule, itinerary, John. Fuck well, me. I, I, don't, I just don't want people thinking... <laughs> you don't want people thinking he's lying in bed till half <laughs> eleven every day. A lot of people, for a lot of years, thought we're a lazy bastard, right? <laughs> and you've just uh, divulged the truth. Yeah. <laughs> I've, got, I've gone through all... I've gone through all the Gordon Ramsay kitchen nightmares. There's, there's none left to... None left I can just through. imagine him in his bed, surrounded by Chinese cartons. Fucking you know, you think I'm a fucking animal or what? <laughs> it's not, it's yeah. the truth. Yeah. The truth's coming out. Yeah. We're downstairs. Chicken wind bones. Check under check, the pillow. Check. Oh, oh man. Like, you know, when you're about chicken wind bones, I'll tell you a quick story. When, <laughs> when I stayed in the uh, hostel at uh, Forest Green, uh, lad got well, totally bombed out of the team and uh, he, he left the club. 
Anyway, his room in the hostel, they came to clean it. And just what you were saying then, he must have just sat in bed eating chicken wing bones, sucking them, and just throwing them round the room. It like a, a scene from fucking Jurassic Park. The guy who cleaned it just says there were fucking chicken bones everywhere. So he's obviously just sat in, sat in his room. Time, Fuck it. Time team. Throwing it over his bastard head. Says <laughs> <laughs> it was like a fucking crime scene. Oh, well. So the yeah, best, best of the last 47 episodes. And I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it because that. I can't remember fuck all about most of them. Most of them. I can't remember what last Gordon Ramsay I watched. I think he, <laughs> I think he should it out anyway. The chef was a dickhead. So I've got in on my first day and I got introduced to a few people and um, I just heard this, hey big man, I thought, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> turns right, it's Jerome Thomas, remember Winger, yeah. fucking some talent by the way, he's gone, hey big man, have you parked in the 12 dog? I went, the 12 dog, oh the number 12 parking bar, I went, yeah, yeah I think so, he went, that's mine innit, it's for the Bentley innit, I'm going, oh, no. I, I, I said I didn't realise you had to park in your squad number, I didn't realise, I saw him, he went, don't let it happen again. I'll let it go because it's your first day and that, innit? But next time I'll reprimand you. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking, who's it? I'm thinking, what sort of fucking establishment have I joined here? I'll reprimand you. Yeah, and I'm thinking, anyway, end up being a really good lad, JT. Just a, a great, great lad. And uh, I'm thinking, fuck, you know, and he kept going on about this Bentley. He's going, yeah, i got a Bentley, man, innit? It's got a leather roof. And that's what he used to say. You know, you're thinking, you fucking what? I'm from fucking Sheffield, pal. I'm fucking watching me having a fucking leather roof. But yeah, and then I remember we, um, we had a meeting. We signed loads of players that summer because, you know, it's like, get relegated, new manager, yeah. clear out, a load of new ones in. And... Um, we had a meeting on Monday. He named the team on the Monday before first game on the Saturday, which is really early, isn't it? Yeah, you know yourself, Parky. Only time I've ever known it because you've got rest of the squad. It's a fucking heads up their ass for the rest yeah. of the week, aren't they? So we've walked out of this meeting room Monday morning, and JT Jerome Thomas is best mates with Lloyd Sam. So they're walking out. Jerome's not playing, so Jerome still thinks he's like a Premiership player. So he's not playing. So he's going, Lloyd, Lloyd, can you believe it? Me. Sub in the championship. <laughs> Can you believe it, Lloyd? Me in the championship, Lloyd. <laughs> and then you've got Lloyd, you've got Lloyd Sam going. Ah, oh, no, bro. It's fucking disgrace, bro. You're the boy, bro. Giving it all that. You know, it's like and it's surreal. Yeah, and I'm just thinking, what fucking planet am I on here? <laughs> and then like it's just it was just funny, <laughs> JT. And then. We've got that one night and it, for a change, like, and he uh, and Bright Lights London, it's fucking different down there, like, you know. The first time I'd ever seen people have tables when you go out, we'll get a table. Well, I'll just stand at bar, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we've got a table. I'm going, well, I'm happy enough at fucking bar, like. <laughs> and I'm going, ah, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> fucking people pissing up them, Watch, I've seen it all before. I'll let the table you see number fucking 79 when you're in Witherspoon's or in your snap. <laughs> Yeah, uh, what table can I get? Uh, one just chicken, please. At table 79, thank you very much. So, at this, uh, at this sort of do, and it were a free bar. So, JT's gone up to this bird, he's chatting to this bird, I'm fucking tab hanging like. And he's gone, 
hey, like, I know, like, it's a free bar, so I can't buy you a drink or anything, but can I buy you a house or a car or anything like that? <laughs> Australian back pocket for later. <laughs> <laughs> they were fucking one. He, yeah, he fucking loves it, JT. But a great kid. He's like he sounds like a twat, but it were fucking. Yeah. It was just funny, and he had this like squeaky voice. Like I probably sound not like him, but that's how it sounded to me, especially after a few fights. And, uh, and then he, house or a car. Yeah, can I buy you an house or a car or anything like that? <laughs> And then next minute we're telling about his fucking Bentley with leather roof. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a leather roof. <laughs> and fucking hell. And then he's in this nightclub one time. He's on like like a balcony, don't they? Like on the end of a booth or something. And he's pulled a water to when he's at. And he's fucking making it rain, isn't he? <laughs> you know, he thinks he's fucking peed, isn't he? And he's going, Lloyd, Lloyd, look. To Lloyd Sam, like, look at all the peasants scrambling for the 20s. <laughs> I was fucking one of them. <laughs> I'm thinking I'll have a bit of that fucker. Out of way. Yeah, fucking running downstairs. Lloyd, Lloyd, look at the peasants scrambling for the 20s. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not bullying, but you know, like caning yeah. them and, and tough, whatever. Yeah. Tough, yeah. tough yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. If they're gonna, if they're gonna play in front of thirty thousand people and they're just yeah. gonna crawl their own ass, yeah. then they're just gonna, gonna pop it down. Yeah. So it's, it's sort of like it's a, a balance, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Obviously, yeah. it's never, never too nasty. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Just sort of bending them in for hopefully what they're gonna, what you they're know, gonna feel at yeah. the. Yeah. playing in front of 30, 40, 50,000 people, hopefully. But, but, but when I look back, it, I don't think it was malevolent. I don't think it was. Kenny Burns was one of the worst. Uh, I don't know Kenny Burns. Kenny Burns was footballer of the year. He played for Forest when they won the Champions League, and that he was at Birmingham with Trevor Francis, Peter with Kenny, um, or, or Howard Kendall, all those players. And that there's some big players in them days. And he was probably the worst. And he made my life a misery. And I remember once um, I went into the medical room. You know, you don't want to look up on that light. You know, and he was, <laughs> and he was on the bed getting a rub and that. And he was. He'd probably say himself, he wasn't such a nice guy in those days, you know. He'd come from a difficult upbringing and that, like, you know. And I was in, like, keep my head down and that. And he went, Fuck me, because who's this? Apes abortion. <laughs> apes? Brownie, apes abortion. <laughs> what a thing to call somebody. <laughs> why, why, why would you have that in your head? Stillborn. Child of a child of a primate. <laughs> Apes abortion. What was your response? Just oh, just uh, uh, like, like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're right, yeah. you're right, yeah, 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 yeah. Swung my way out <laughs> on the rafters. You know what? But you know what? Do you know what? I saw him then when I was at Everton. We had a pre-season friendly against Forest. So this is like oh, two thousand and seven, two thousand eight. Thirty years later. And he obviously was a legend, and he was showing people around and that. And he came to the dressing room, and he remembered me straight away. And he was brilliant. He was so funny. We laughed, and he—it was just so normal. It wasn't. It, most of it was my perception of it. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. How was it at the time at Birmingham when, obviously, you're you're having these anxiety issues with some of the players that were your heroes? And then Sir Alf Ramsey walks in, World Cup winner. Yeah, you well, know. to play for Sir Alf Ramsey is a great honour. You know, the only Englishman who's won the World Cup. 
but that brings its own problems as well, like you know, because he was quite aloof. He, he, was, he, he was good and he's won the World Cup. He, he was quite aloof. It was unfortunate because he came as a director and then I think Willie Bell got the sack and he yeah. kind of got pushed into the job, won the first couple of games, didn't really want it, but got pushed in and that, like you know. But um, as I say in my book, he, he did me a massive favour, dropped me one time, like you know. And, <laughs> The relief, you know, the team used to get pinned up on the wall on a Friday, like, you know, and you're sitting there waiting for it to go up and you're thinking, oh, please God, because if you're in it, you're on the bus down to the hotel and you ain't sleeping and you're having a nightmare and you're getting, well, it's four now, it's not even five, you can't even enjoy your five. So, so, you can't appreciate or, a steady five. If I go around that corner, I'm not in that 12 place. I'm not there. Oh my God, I've got the weekend off, I can go home. Oh my God, no pressure. So you are shaking, walking up. Anyway, I'm out, I'm out the team. Oh my God, the relief from that. So I sat in the dressing room, but this has got to be the biggest wind-up in history. Some of the first-team players start saying to me, can't believe he's left you out. Can't believe he's left you out. I said, well, you know, I, I said, I've not been playing well, really. <laughs> you know, he knows what he's doing, he's won the World Cup. I said, I think it's a good decision. And that, and then, I'll never forget, there's about four of them and they're going, I wouldn't put up with that. I wouldn't put up with that because you get walked over all your life. You know, when you, when you left that, you need to go and tell him. And I said, tell him what? He goes, you need to get in your car you to drive down to St Andrews and you need to tell him you're not happy and you want to leave I said really I said yeah if you want a career in football you don't want to get walked over you get in your car now six miles down to St Andrews knock on the door you fucking tell him <laughs> you ain't happy and you want to leave I said, well they must know they're senior players <laughs> so I got my car so I drive down there up to the office. I can look through the window, he's there, he's reading the Times, he's got his three-piece suit on, like, you know, as you would expect from the quintessential English gentleman. <sighs> they must know. <laughs> come, not come in, not come in, come. <laughs> so, went in. <clears throat> he falls paper, goes, yes, uh, yes uh, uh, how may I help you? I said, I'm not happy. I said, I've been left out. I said, I'm not happy and I want to leave. Okay, and <laughs> it's got to be the greatest put down in the history of football. He folds the paper. He goes, uh, "Okay." He goes, uh, "You can go by all means, but who, who do you think is going to sign you? <laughs> you're your fucking crap." <laughs> <laughs> he must know. He's on the World Cup. <laughs> you know, you, you brownie. You know the phrase in like a line, out like a lamb. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Great, great, great days, great days. Great days. <laughs> I'm not sure if Peter Taylor brains behind football and, and, and Cluffy were more... People were just in awe of him. Yeah. And every player that's played for him, who I know, 99% of them loved him, whether they got bollockings or not. They just loved his style. The first contract I ever signed were blank. And it was just through getting him in. He, was, he got out at Bath and he, he, could, he didn't have a towel. <laughs> and I were in dressing room. Me and Teddy Sheringham were in dressing room because we were injured and you had to be in at half eight in the morning if you were injured. Anyway, he was in Bath. And he kept ducking under at Bath and coming up and going, <laughs> shaking his head. So I says, You all right, gaffer? Get me a fucking towel, son, <laughs> he says. So I go and get my towel and bring, brought it back to him. Anyway, it disappeared and you could see wet footprints going out and down the corridor and he'd gone in sauna to dry off. So I chucked him towel and he said, when's your contract up? 
I said, end the season. Would you like a new one? Yeah, I'd love one. Come and see me Monday morning. Knocks on Car- his secretary, Carol. He had to like go through her to get to Cluffy. Not not literally that. You didn't have to see it. She sounds fucking good as gold, Carol. <laughs> she's, she's passed away now, bless her. But, yeah, but... So, I got, she rings him up. She says, uh, Mark's here to see you. She says, oh, you better send him down. So he walks down and he goes, what can I do for you, son? I says, well, you tell me to come and see you about a new contract. Opens draw. Put none of them old blue contracts. Yeah. I don't know whether they're still like that for players. but They're not that, but I know what you mean. It, like, it used to be a blue piece of paper with um, basic wage on. Mm. And then if you've got any appearance money and all that. So he puts it on the table. He said, sign that shit house. <laughs> I looked at it. I said, Gaffer, I can't sign that. Sign it or fuck off and play for Barnsley. <laughs> <laughs> Barnsley were in third division at that time. Like, you know I mean? <laughs> he says, you've got five minutes or she's fucking off to Barnsley. <laughs> So he made me go out at room. No agents, no f- no mobiles. I didn't. There were no mobiles then. Yeah. Couldn't ring anybody. Couldn't like <laughs> ring me old man and say he's asked me to sign a contract, but there's fuck all on it. It's, it's blank. blank. <laughs> <laughs> what should I do? I've got five minutes. So I knock something door, goes back in, signs contract. <laughs> Rings me up that night at home. He goes. Thank you for agreeing to play for me for the next four years, shit house. <laughs> so I'm thinking, fuck me, four-year contract, brilliant, like, you know. Come and pick your contract up in the morning, it's ready. <laughs> so I go to the office next morning, Tuesday morning, and secretary hands me the brown envelope with contracting. So you sign it, and then he decides what's going he on. He filled it in. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what's it going to be like, this? <laughs> like, my old man's going, what the, the fuck AC you need a game also? at weekend. The my AC o- need a keeper at weekend. I'm what have you done? My old man goes, what have you done? You've played it first team. What have you done? <laughs> so anyway, he gave me 500 quid a week, which was about going rate then for somebody that had made the debutant team with options. If you play so many games, we can renegotiate. But best thing about it was, when you passed your test... You had to go and ask him, ask him if you could have a car. And I'd passed my test, and it, it was about nine months further on this. And I kept asking, can I have a car, can I have a car? No, no, no. Was we actually telling you you couldn't have a car? No, couldn't have one. <laughs> you have that now, wouldn't you? Because it were all this, I think it were all this psychological, like, I'm in charge. Yeah. This is how it is. So when I look back, because I signed that blank contract, when I look back now, I realise... He knows that he can trust you. Yeah. It's brilliant, really. And then when you've seen the contract, you know that you can trust him. Exactly. So I've got contract. Anyway, he knows I've been begging to see if I can get a car. Because I'm wanting to get home. I'm sick of buses and trains and all that. So I pick envelope up and there's there's some keys jangling at the bottom. I thought, what's what's this like? So I opens contract, looks at contract, happy with contract. Pull some keys out. So I said to the secretary, what's these? And at the bottom of the contract, it said in his own handwriting, Cluffy's handwriting, Elizabeth's car. Right? Now his daughter, Elizabeth, had got this car. She didn't want it. 
So he fucking get it me. Yeah. So so keys. Car. Keys. Well, I says, Where, where's car? To the secretary. She says, it's outside. So I goes out and I'm <laughs> pressing boop, boop. So which car <laughs> See which car it was. XR3i. Convertible, white and with a black roof, <laughs> six month old. Oh, they were the bollocks and all back then, weren't they? <laughs> Unbelievable. And that's just, it, that, 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 well, like, I'm just thinking, I've just signed a blank contract there and I've come out with this. Yeah. I would, he was, he, he, he was, a, he was a master, like, he was class to work for. Did, did he pull all the strings at the club when you say, Everything. like, he's telling you you're having a contract? There's no seeing the chairman. Uh, no, he's he's got the pot. He's in charge. He knows who he's giving a contract to. Not did he even make his own <clears throat> pots up and say, "Look, I'm spending this." What Probably, it, it, I'm spending. Knowing uh, him, this is how much I'm going to spend this year, and I like it, and I'll fuck up. He ran it from top to bottom, and yeah, and if chairman come in, he used to slag chairman off and that, didn't yeah. he? He's like, and that's why I never got England manager's job. They said because they were scared that he'd Too take over, take over completely, like yeah. which he would have done. He would, he would have definitely have done. But as I say, he was class to work for. He was brilliant. And them little things that build in that trust, that's what he liked. That, I think that's gone now, though, isn't it? That's gone in it, football now. People say would he be able to manage today, but because he... Like, I remember, he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't talk to agents. When agents yeah. started coming into it, he was towards his end of, the, end of his managerial, you know, yeah. efforts. And I, can, I remember... <laughs> I think first agent that came was Kingsley's Black Age. Kingsley Black. This agent come and they were about 20 stone. <laughs> right. Fucking hell, it oh, ought to be 20 stone, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and fucking snaps from his arm off of the 20 stone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, apparently, what I heard was, he, Kingsley came to sign with his agent and they've gone into his office and Clough has said to Kingsley, would you mind telling the fat bastard to wait outside? <laughs> So he shot him down like that. So, of course, agents not, not knowing what to do. So he's gone out of room and Cluff has gone to Kingsley Black. They're a lovely pair of shoes, son. What size are they? Let me try them on. And he's about a 10, Cluffy. And Kingsley was about a size 7. So Kingsley stuck his shoes off and Cluffy's trying them on. And he's treading fucking backs down and walking around the room in these size seven. He's gone, no, no, no. But that's a lovely watch you've got on. Let me try that, son. <laughs> so apparently Kingsley takes his watch off and he hands it over to him. And he tries it on. Like the watch, I like the watch. But I don't like the fucking shoes. <laughs> Right. So it's, the kids come to sign a fucking contract. <laughs> Playing dress up. So, Cluffy gets the watch, stuffs it in his shoes, walks over to the filing cabinet and puts his shoes in the filing cabinet and locks it. He said, go and tell the fat bastard you're going to sign the contract, <laughs> otherwise you're going back to London without your shoes and your fucking watch from <laughs> And I just think that was his way of shooting the, you know... Like Put his back in his place. Yeah. Don't deal with agents. <laughs> if you don't want to sign for me, fuck off and sign for somebody else. <laughs> we know shoes on. We went back to Clinton Morrison. I remember, I think it might be my debut for all. So I'm, I'm 
I'm charging about trying to trying to impress him, blah blah blah. And whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> when has that ever happened? You charging about for ten minutes? I did ten minutes, and uh, something something happened, and there was a bit of a scuffle, and and I can remember Clinton Morrison, and, and it come it come into my face. He says, uh, "Ever come to London? I'll show you, bro." <laughs> what? Ever come to London? I'll show you, bro. And I'm like, I, 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 didn't, I, I thought I'd misheard him. He says, "I will. I'll show you, bro." And I'm like, fuck off. Like, <laughs> fuck off, pal. You know what I mean? And then, obviously, Christmas do's after when you were at Wednesday. Yeah. Obviously, Clinton Morris was on me. He's in Dublin. So I, I, I said to him, Clint, Clinton, you fetch your gun? Have <laughs> <laughs> like, got this shooter? <laughs> you fetch your gun with you, Clinton? He went, Darkie's dressed as a French maid at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got this, like, to be fair, it was put a bad planning. I ordered it. Uh, and, I, and it was coming on the Friday. No, the Saturday, it came the Saturday morning, so basically I got to wear it, whatever. I've got no other, another option. And it was 27 inches, this French made outfit. And it was naughty, it was naughty sailor, it were. It's like, obviously, female naughty sailor, right? So when, when I put it on, as I say, it was 27, 27 inches. So whenever I, whenever I put my nipples in, my balls came out. <laughs> Whenever I put my balls in, my nipples came out. So basically, and it obviously Christmas do it December, mate. I mean, well, lads were hanging the coats on my nipples and that. Uh, At least they weren't hanging on your balls. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm dressed as this naughty sailor. Like, Are you fetch your gun, Clinton? And he, he's sort of like, party hey, man, but you, played, know, um, you know how he is. He played against uh, Andy Monkhouse at Whitby now, and I think Clinton's playing for Mickleover. And he said he was telling all their lads they were going to shoot them. <laughs> so he's, he's not mellow. He's not changed, has he? He's not that quiet lad you see on Channel 5. Well, we, had a, we had a fucking great meeting. Right? We, we, unbelievable meeting, I can tell this now. <laughs> Honestly, never that. You couldn't fucking make it up. So we had Clive Woodward coming. So Clive Woodward's coming in and all that. Oh, yeah, because he, yeah. after he'd won so we the had this, yeah. we, we were on about training four times a day, building this fucking tent with fucking beds in and all that you can sleep <laughs> in, and breakfast club and all this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I'm, I'm by the my head's gone, I'm ready to go. I remember, I'm going home one weekend, Clive Woodward, he showed us all these plans and he cut things out of fucking Argos things and put him in his, and so he, I'm going home, he rung me up and he went, well, what do you think, Brett? And I'm like, I'm calling him Sir Clive, like fucking Sir Clive Sinclair. Well, Sir Clive, I couldn't give a fuck, to be honest. <laughs> I said, no disrespect, but I, I'm, I don't even plan on being here in January, so I couldn't give a fuck. It's a Clive Sinclair. <laughs> so, and he, don't get me wrong, you were a lovely bloke. It was a lovely bloke. But we, we played Leeds, right? And uh, we played Leeds on, um, and, and it was the chairman being naughty. And, and, and what he'd done, he fell out with Harry at the chairman pre-season. So Harry, uh, in the pre-season, Harry said, anyone talks to the chairman behind my back, you're finished. And he had Dave Bassett in and all that, and he brought Dennis Wise. And, and but, Harry had his number two, Kevin Bond. And fucking why is he hitting Bond? He didn't really get on. And uh, so anyway, we, so we, we sat in, uh, we, we played Leeds and we're freeing them up at half time and we're flying. And we, we second half we play and, and we end up fucking, we get beat 4 3, don't we? Uh, we get in Monday morning. Chairman uh, Gaffer wants a meeting. So everyone's in there, the coaches, everything. So I'm sat there with a brew with Matt Oakley. Me and Matt, oh, fucking wonder what this is about. So Harry goes on, he's on a ramp. Fucking, I told you lot. Anyone's gone to the chairman behind my back, you're finished. 
I'm fucking wise. He just perked up from nowhere and gone, I hope you don't mean me, Harry. Well, actually, Dennis, yes, I fucking do. And we're like, it's like a fucking ping pong. Well, ooh, what's going on here? Like, <laughs> you know, so I'm something like um, Clive Woodward sat in corner. All right, he's going, I told you, uh, Dennis, um, he had fucking gone to chairman after the game. What the chairman had done, he'd rung Wisey after the game and gone, well, what would you have done, Dennis? How would you have changed it? So Wisey must have told him. So he's gone to Harry then and gone, fucking, Wisey's told you, you shouldn't have done it like this. You should have done it like oh. this. So it's fucking, so Harry's gone, fucking. Yeah, and so Wisey's thought, fuck that. And he's gone, and Wisey's gone, fucking. Yeah, he's, get it right, Gaffer, uh, he's fucking wrong me. Anyway, anyway if we're going to put a card on the table, why don't you tell that dick what you think about him and point to the Clive Woodward. Oh! Fucking, fucking, <laughs> <laughs> you always say he's just spying for it, fucking chairman anyway. <laughs> <laughs> fucking wait there. Everybody's going under the Honestly, it's like, what the fuck's going on here? So, and, it's, and, and so why he's gone, well, I'll tell you what, get the fucking chairman down. You've never seen a backtrack of any... Well, uh, no, no, we'd only did that, but I, I mean, I call him a Donna Bond in Bonnie's going, yeah, you call him a gaffer, yeah, and all that. Well, you're going to fucking say anything to him, aren't you? You're a dick as well. Honestly, <laughs> kicked off this fucking thing. And it was like, we come out of there, I'm, me and I'm like, what the fuck has just happened there? You couldn't make it up. You could not make that up. And we come out and it was like, it was the best meeting I've ever been in in my life. It was fucking <laughs> mad. Absolute Did, madness. When you left that meeting, were they all left? You know, Woodward. Honestly, it was, like, it was like, you know when you've been Harry. fucking that tango of it and you're like, <laughs> like everyone was just walking out like that going, has that just fucking happened? So why did he get the players in if he knew... Well, I don't know. Because well, week before we'd been beat off Norwich, right? And, and they got Clive Woodward. Clive Woodward, like the the, the chairman was pushing for Clive Woodward to be an inter because he'd been rugby. Did Harry not want him there? No, Harry didn't want him there. Yeah, and uh, and but the chairman wanted him there, and because he fell out with Harry, pre- you know, he wouldn't give Harry the money in t- championship and all that. So they fell out, and they were having words pre-season in, in papers, picking paper, but fucking hell, he's get on again. So it, it was like split between the club was sort of split between it was it was, a, it was a horrible environment to be in as a player, even to be anywhere in like near playoffs like we were, was a fucking achievement because the club was just fucking in turmoil, mm. and it was a shame because on the track had been such well run, and the chairman had never been involved, but he was getting involved because he obviously brought out he couldn't sack him because he couldn't afford to fucking sack him, and he weren't going to walk, so he was pushing, and, and the papers had got Eric, uh, Clive were taking his fucking game. <laughs> And he got like push up and like squeeze, like phrases wrote on his hand and papers have caught it. So he's thinking he's like push up, squeeze, and it was like that that naive. Like dog and duck. So, <laughs> so we got beat off Norwich. So we're having a meeting. So and Harry Gaffey's not in there. Clive Woodward's in there and he's got one of them fucking laser pens. So and it's like on Vern, he's going, right, stop freeze frame. Like, you know, one of them. And he's gone to Matt Oakley. Um, could you not do one of what's them turns you call? And he's like, what? <laughs> could you not do one of them? And I'm like, Cryf? Yes, yes, that's it, Cryf. <laughs> I'm going, yeah, Oxley, why didn't you do a fucking Cruyff turn out? Yeah, you wouldn't have lost it there. Watch, he's not going to be giving me fucking evil. What a wrong play. What a wrong play. You're right, go on, Sir Clive. <laughs> go on, Sir Clive. Honestly, it was fucking... It sounds painful. Honestly, it was... It was. It That's painful. the only word. It was fucking painful. I'd have felt you know, sorry for him, Oxley's got like 350 fucking Premier League appearances under his belt and he's going, why, why, why couldn't you not have done one of them? Well, yeah. Cruyff, uh, Sir Clive, yeah. Fucking... Because you know, you know, time... When, when you Oh, she's <laughs> looking at me. Going what? What? <laughs> you, you and uh, fucking Dion Dublin there as well with some rumours 
I've been hearing about. It was a fucking big team, by the way, yeah. wasn't it? Mm. Big team, big, more, big more than team. one way I've heard. Biggest <laughs> man in football, That's straight from Chris's mouth. What? It's official. <laughs> it's official. <laughs> it's still dripping down his chin. Handkerchief there, just to mop it up. <laughs> they didn't get closed, did they? Uh, you must have been happy when that rumour came out, though. It was brilliant. <laughs> it was brilliant. I remember, right, I remember it was it, it was at Millwall, and um, I remember walking the training ground, and it was, it was early on. I'd only been, I'd been there long. I'd signed on, like, you know, I'd signed on, obviously, in pre-season. And then it must have been, like, about a month or so after. I remember walking in, but I know you walk, like, the, the corridor and all that, and someone just see me and just started going. <laughs> so I'm like, weird. And he said, walks in, walks round and round the corner, and someone else is there, and they're giving it back. <laughs> and then I walks into the into the change into the changing room, and there's about like six lads there, and they all just start applauding. So I'm like, oh, what's going on? Do you know what I mean? Like someone fill us in. So I said, go outside and have a look on the on the, the um, on the board. So I walks outside and it's just pinned on the board. It just said. Um, to say something like uh, Tony Warner's got the biggest tackle in football so I'm kind of reading and thinking fucking hell where's this come from so I'm reading it and it's gone you know um, I think I think McAteer had done some little um, piece in like some it was like a, it was like a more magazine like a women's magazine well McAteer being a handbag you know what I mean like he, he, got, he got an interview with more magazine so that was that but it said like who's the who's, who's the biggest in the shower and he's got Definitely, one hundred percent, Tony Warner, and he goes, and I'm second. So what they've done is they just pull and I'm out second. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, God, yes. <laughs> so they they pull that out of the magazine and they just like brought expose in in, in 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 the in the Daily Sport. So it's brilliant. So it runs out, gets about five Daily Sports. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And then, um, That's one for the scrapbook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, so, so that was that then. It was, um, it was just out there. So the fans, the Millwall fans, were loving it. They were kind of shouting off, off the, um, off the, off the, the stands. You know, like, you know, they used to say, you know, Denzel, Denzel shows you cock and all that. So I know it's supposed to do that. The most I could give them was I used to just pull my shorts up like that, like as, as if I was looking down at it, and like look back up at the stand and all that. And that that's all I could give. They would do, 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 do rouse them with that. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, that was, um, that was a good bit of free advertising, that. <laughs> Yeah, we, we we had quite a good bunch. We had one lad, uh, Neil McKenzie, obviously Parker. Yeah, I played Neil McKenzie at uh, at Macclesfield. He ended up he ended up winning countdown, didn't he? Yeah, winning though. Ended up winning like winning three <laughs> three episodes of countdown. Uh, it, I, I thought he was a fucking space cadet. Yeah, honestly, you wouldn't believe him if, if you knew him. He we'd been out on a Saturday night shock, yeah. and uh, we'd gone back to to Reece Day's house. Um, carried on drinking. Reese Day had a had a snake. I don't I don't know why. But I do not know why he's got a fucking snake. He doesn't even look after himself. It's not as big as your snake, was it? Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, anyway, what you pissed up? You you thinking? Oh, what what can we do to liven things up? But they end up getting the snake out. And Mac is obviously terrified of snakes. So we're all in the room, and Reese is pissing about with his snake. Puts it down in the in the corner Macca fucking starts running length of the room jumps in the air two foots of snake 
two foot of snake in the corner. Yeah, got it. <laughs> Lands on his arm, funny, and fractured his arm, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, but he, he, he did himself in trying two foot snake. Did he, yeah, snake was fine after. <laughs> <laughs> the snake played. The snake played the Saturday after. <laughs> snake just slivered off and got back into bed. Imagine that conversation, like what Keith Curl gaffer. Uh, so he said I went to see the gaffer Monday morning and uh, I want my arm in a pot. <laughs> Fucking Macca, what have you been doing? He says we, go, we went back. Uh, went back to Reese's after the. The, the Saturday night out and he was, he was fucking taunting he was goading me with his snake and he was goading his snake I thought I'm going to have to two foot it <laughs> so he's gone flying across the room and two foot of this snake fucking broke his arm <laughs> that was him though he was just daft and he? yeah he was like but obviously massively intelligent as well really clever really clever but just fucking just a space cadet do anything for a life, wouldn't he? <laughs> would never, would never say be on camera. Used, used to fill ashtrays up in a club or a boozer with booze. He'd fill the ashtray up. It'd be full of fags and ash, and just sit drinking it. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And then he's on countdown. We and then he's on countdown for being all serious and smashing <laughs> some nerd from <laughs> Oxford or something. It was, it was mad. Gotta ask Leeds United, yeah. FA Cup, Arsenal, Mike Keown took a, a oh, ball to the man. end. I've not seen it until yesterday. I've not seen it. What a what a shot! I've got to say, right, it was it was one of the funniest things. I've ever done. <laughs> it's literally. Do you know when you're crying? I mean, I was. <laughs> I couldn't stop I was gone literally we're on the pitch <laughs> and my stomach and we were like me and Alex Bruce literally so we've we've spotted Savage and Keon doing the thing and you can see when they go live yeah so I said, we, we, we've always done it and had a bit of a joke Peter Beagree used to be on the sides and I'd clip the loads in because I know Beag so I'd always have it so whenever anyone was there I'd often I'd like clip a few of a bit of a laughing yeah. joke no, um, so whenever Beegs was there I'd always do it and that's how it started so we'd, we'd have a bit of fun with it especially I was on the bench at Leeds and it was at Arsenal like you say and we thought right, we'll have a bit of a ping around have a bit of a mess about so I've seen him I've pinged this ball who are you aiming for? Sav it's Sav really the first one I was going, <laughs> get Sav um, and they've gone live so I thought it'd be funny and he'll turn around and have a bit with you Sav do you know yeah. I thought he'd he'd, he'd, he'd have a go wouldn't he? Yeah. So I've pinged this ball miles away. I said, come on, Bruce, let's get a bit closer. <laughs> so I ran closer. It was like edge of the 18-yard box type thing. And he's like, come on, are you ready? So I've pinged it. I went, oh, no, that looks good. <laughs> it's like a golf shot. And I don't hit many good golf shots. So when I do, you know, it just goes off, doesn't it? That's sweet, that. <laughs> so it's travelling. And all of a sudden, I know it's good that I start running the other way Opposite as I'm direction. looking because I'm thinking just my instant reaction was that's trouble <laughs> you know something's wrong but the girls in short whoever the presenter was as well I'm thinking oh no you don't oh, want to it's going and like you're thinking you're <laughs> thinking don't it yeah. and it's just I've zinged it well literally zinged it so I'm sort of running and you just see it boom be on dead side on wasn't it side on that's a man who doesn't need a smack as well. And, and Bruce going, oh, oh my God, like, oh my God, he hit him. <laughs> like that. So we're running away and we're 
crying on the pitch like this, like literally dying. Did you like, see it? Oh, Did you see it? And I just knew. So literally like that, and we walk around, and it was an ESPN game. If it would have been Sky, because ESPN, not everyone sort of had it, and it was a night game. The coverage wasn't amazing because not you know, Sky yeah. now. If that happened today, it would just be everyone's phone on it instantly. So. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Literally running off, and someone goes, Oh, Keon's looking for you. He's chewing. Yeah, you could Can't tell they were raging. You could chewing, tell. right? I'm thinking, Oh, he's going to turn up here. Like, so we've warmed up, done the whatever, whatever, got on, we'd lost the game. Thierry score, I think. And we're getting changed, and, uh, and everyone's like, Oh, did you see it? Did you see it? So we get to the fo- we get to the bus, and I turn my phone on. And it was mate, it was just red hot. My phone, literally, <laughs> everyone was like, "What have you done?" And the lads found it. It was on. He had a million hits. Had a million hits when we'd got on the bus, online, and the lads were just crying. And we watched it back, but we hadn't seen the other side of it. Yeah. Um, the so we all, so we all got on the bus to watch it. Well, everyone was round. <laughs> we just kept watching it, but it's sitting with his frother like, mm. and then he's come out in the mail the next day and said something like, first Shot his ad on target. So he knew it was you. He's never, yeah, he knew. He it, on, he, on the he, film it says he gives the thumbs up. On yeah. the film it says uh, somebody said it. Somebody said it to Michael. Somebody said it to Michael Brown, and uh, that's the first shot he's had on target or something all season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he's I reckon it, his column the next day he had a go as well. So when he gave the thumbs up, was that just for the camera? Well, it was sort of. Did, like, he hasn't made he the eye contact. Know, he didn't know what else. Did no one knew where it had come from? Yeah. I reckon and then he got, yeah. got round because we were like over there, crack like falling on the floor. Literally thinking, oh my god, what have we done? I reckon if it had got you at that point, I reckon it'd have fucking pinned you up. I reckon any time that day he would have. Yeah. <laughs> even the cameras even the cameras on him, I think it'd have, it'd have fucking the thing is he's blamed the girl for not warning him that it was coming. <laughs> and she had her back to the to the ball. Yeah. <laughs> he must he must have just been that disorientated. Well, I hadn't seen him and then we were working for BBC and then literally walked past him at, at a match and something just a high right and then I was like, I was live with Kelly Cates on round the ground, and he's oh we got Martin. I'm thinking oh no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah yeah yeah, good comment. I'm not even stepping in. He's not said out. I'm thinking, oh no, he was itching to say I'm going to get you. Like, well, just timing right. I'm going to clean you out because it's literally oh it's a classic. No one's seen it. You've he got ne- it up, he you never know. said anything. He still never said out to this day, no, to me personally. And you've not said anything. So I've seen him, no. I mean, you could. But have I just know we get like one. But what do you say? I don't even want to bring it up. He wants to bring it up and say I've not forgotten or something. I'll yeah. Say, yeah, yeah. I'm fine, but I can't, I can't bring it up. Maybe it's second, third game of the season, and he's got us. He's got us drinking Red Bull. He's got us taking caffeine tablets and and somewhere else before the game. Wild so up. we got to like we got to like quarter to eight and you fucking absolutely wired. Yeah. Like, your heads, your eyes are popping out your head, and then we're playing the game and and Francie got it on the head, so he had to go to hospital with it. So I was driving in with Francie, and 
So me and Duke have, have drove to the hospital to pick him up. And on the way, I'm starting sweating in, in car. And it, it's not that far, five minute drive. I'm starting sweating in car. And I'm, I think I don't feel very well here. I don't feel very well. So he got to, gets to the hospital. I thought, oh God, stomach had turned. It, but it proper turned. And I'm thinking, right, I, I need to get into the toilet. I'm, I, I can't actually physically make it. So, I thought, <laughs> so I've, I've opened the car door and I've literally just. In the car park, in the, ho- in the hospital car park, in my club tracksuit, <coughs> literally just gone, right? And then I'm like, all calmed down. Still, some some actually sweating. I'm like, I'm feeling. When you think gone, have you been sick or no? I think sh- everyone's like, listen, have you shit yourself? Yes, yeah, I'm not shit myself. I've pulled my trousers down. <laughs> Oh, right. <laughs> right. No, that's all right. Then. I was trying not to be crude about it, but I'm, yeah, so I've shite in the in the car park, <laughs> all over the shop, right? So I thought, all right. So I've opened my boot, opened my boot, and then luckily I've got my golf clubs in car. So I used the old golf towel, <laughs> sorted myself out with golf towel, got back in car, waiting for Francie. I'm still sweating here, by the way, and then. I thought, oh no, I've got the stomach's turned again. So I'm back out of the car. Charlie's <laughs> back down around my ankles and I've gone again. And, and, I, and I, I, I was like that all night. So from these, this Red Bull and these caffeine tablets and whatever else, gels and everything we were taking, it made me actually ill. And he's expecting us to play football yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. No, I, mean, I think footballers will do anything for that extra one or two percent, though. Yeah. Apart from. Yeah, some, I've never been one of them. No. But like. Would you agree that, say if somebody comes in selling protein, creatine, yeah. remember the, the beetroot juice phase, yeah. people are drinking this beetroot juice by the gallon because yeah. they say it gives you an extra few percent. Just sell, somebody selling the, yeah. selling the myth. We had, we had somebody at some Tastes like shite. Uh, a nutritionist, whatever, selling gear. He had his creatines on the table, proteins, beta alanines and all that. So I picked this tub up. I said, oh, what's this do, mate? So I'd have loads of energy. I was like, sound. Give us <laughs> give, give That's us a salesman round there, isn't it? So sign us up, give us two of them. <laughs> and it was, um, so it's like a powder stuff. So you, about an hour before training, one scoop, 100 ml of water down the hatch. Was it for the game or for the best of weekend. So you only have it once before training, but I, I was on it three times a day. <laughs> I wanted to get a proper hit for him. He couldn't be asked to cook his tea. Yeah. So I'm a bit of this. I don't think So I took it. I had it on the Monday. I had it all the way through the week. Megatonic, it was called. So it was like this. I mean, it sounds impressive anyway. So we went through the week, done all right in training. We played Leicester away on the Saturday. Um, so Friday night, obviously, evening meal, pasta, chicken. Megatonic. See, <laughs> so I've got gin and tonic. <laughs> um, Again, I was on the bench at Leicester, nil-nil with half an hour to go. McCarthy's three was on, uh, just had to go and make an impact. And I'm not one for self-praise, but I was like Pelle. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, first touch. <laughs> See, he, 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 he was out. He was out. First, first touch, right? Someone said, listen, stop, stop interrupting. Someone threw the ball in. Pelle or Smelly. <laughs> I've hit this volley, straight first touch, press, stung the palms of Pressman, over yeah. the bar. We've scored from the resulting corner, 1-0. 25 minutes to go, P 
picture the scene, comfortable, megatonics kicked in, I'm feeling unstoppable, right? <laughs> so uh, we dominate the last 20 minutes. Last couple of minutes, they've got a corner. So I'm on the front post defending. Tommy Myra comes out, claims it, hits the deck. And everyone's saying, right, calm down, calm down. One nil up, obviously. I'm saying, fuck this. So, <laughs> so I've, 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 I've took off, right? Edge of the, like five yards outside the edge of the box, from your own half. I says, Tommy, fucking give us it. And anybody that's seen me play, right, they'll know I'm, I'm slower than a week in jail. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> He's rolled it out, right? And I've thought, I'm going for goal here. And I've just took off. Well, what a FIFA moment. It was. I've, I've just took off. Uh, Nick Gustabizas comes over, went past him like he wasn't there. Um, so I'm like running towards the corner of the 18-yard box. No support. I can hear Gary Breen behind us. Keep the fucking ball. I'm like, nah, I'm going all the way. <laughs> and I've hit this delicious left pegger, like a eight iron, over Kevin Pressman's head. I'm thinking... This is the goal of the season, if not of all time. Just, 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 please, just go in. He's flapping midair, hit the crossbar, bounced on the line, and bounced out. Devastated. I think I need to get through this. Yeah. What's it I know, Megatonic, get me on it. Megatonic, I know you don't believe us, but it's true. Good story, that one. Yeah, yeah I just got this. And uh, yeah, so Mego come in, so it was chalk and cheese. Oh, fucking Gary Megson comes in, fucking. Hell. So I'll be the first one in after warm up. So first fucking game, you're thinking, fucking hell, what's that smell? Oh, right. fucking brandy. So you've got a bottle of brandy on go. So you'd have a couple of slurps of brandy, you'd come in, fucking. And then he'd be getting into lads before game and all this. And he used to go fucking right, he'd be fucking steep. He used to go into like a trans Mego. Nicest man all week, pretty quiet, on training pitch or on a game. He'd go into a trans, just go fucking mental. And uh, we'd never seen how like it when it first happened. But after a bit, you sort of got used to it. Oh, here we fucking goes again. And we've come in at half time, and he's going on about this and that. And he said, Remember Miguel Lira, centre half, Spanish lad? Yeah. Good looking fucker, like, you know what I mean? Had that stroke, bit of a wand of a left foot. He's gone, Miguel, next time we get a fucking corner, get up there, get your big fucking head on it, and fucking score your Spanish onion. <laughs> Lads, you know you've got. He's like having a go. I'm thinking, has he just called him a fucking Spanish onion? <laughs> and you're fucking pissing yourself, like you're thinking that we fucking all right. It's old Miguel that speaks a bit of broken English, but what's he on about? <laughs> and then we had another one. He'd not been played in the League Cup. And it won't fucking tell it. Thursday night, and we were playing on the Saturday away at Bournemouth. So he changed the, the complete team. He didn't want anyone playing Thursday night. We were going to play Saturday, which is understandable. It's fucking stupid when you think about it, really, yeah. isn't it? So he changed him, so I'm on bench. And uh, do you remember Daniel Jones? Yes, with the, with the tattoo on his chest. Yeah, he had a tattoo on his chest. It said, believe, right? <laughs> but he used to wear these low-cut tops, and you could just see BELs. It looked like Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Which wouldn't be far off. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he was a good lad, DJ, and he loved himself. He was fucking ripped. Good-looking yeah. fucker, like, fucking fancy himself with up birds and all that. <laughs> and... Uh, so I'm on bench, it's like fucking 70 minutes gone or something, and DJ comes fucking like, he's like hobbling the back, comes hobbling over to fucking bench, gaffer, gaffer, I'm struggling. And they go, what with your fucking technique? Now fuck off and start running around. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Christ fucking up with a bat, did you? Is she thinking, fucking up <laughs> with your technique? <laughs> so about ten minutes later, he's gone down. He's had to come off. Went for a scan. He's fucking broke a bone in his foot. <laughs> <laughs> and they goes. Back, you think fucking hell. <laughs> That's what Meg got like. You were fucking funny, like, and it, it used to go off on one. But and it's funny that because I remember that game at Preston on Box Day, which was all about with Spanish Union. <laughs> I'm in first. Neil Thompson comes in, who was our first team coach, about quarter three, and lads were in like a minute. He must have sprinted in. He says, "He says, gaffer, gaffer, lads, aren't, they're not on it. They're not on it out there. Warm up with fucking shit. They're passing with sloppy." So Meg goes, "Going, I'll have the cunt." <laughs> Lads walks Right, fucking sit down, you what? Fuck what you're doing, fuck your tape, fucking sit down. So they're like, fucking listen, that's fucking dog shit, I was fucking watching, it's fucking not good enough, you've got to liven up, you pull your fucking finger out, you'll sat with me after five minutes, and fucking you, after last week's one, you better pull your fucking finger out, <laughs> fucking liven up, not good enough, you're passing with shit, this, this, he's going on, I'm thinking, his fucking head's going to hang <laughs> <laughs> I'm sat there, me thinking, fucking hell. <laughs> so I've gone for a piss. Next minute, Megos come and stood next to me, fucking give me no, he's winked at me, went, that should liven them fuckers up. <laughs> Did you do it Mexico City? And where did that come from? Who, who, well, who, who initiated that? So it was through the um, the charity Faith in Football, which was run by um, run by Linvoy Primus um, and Darren Moore. I mean, you meet Linvoy, and he's the happiest guy you can ever meet, and you think, yeah. I want a bit of that cake. More or same. Yeah. So the Christians. Well, right. Yeah. yeah. So Christians. Um, you know, great guys. You know, lo- lovely, lovely people. Um, so you thought, I'll, you know, and growing up, I kind of uh, it was like bit of a Catholic background and you know uh, if someone said to you oh, do you believe in God I'd be like yeah I believe in God but that's kind of where it started and finished really so you kind of thought uh, well I thought you know I'll, I'll maybe go down this uh, take this walk of Christianity and um, and then uh, Linvoy said oh would you would you want to come on this trip we're going out to Mexico City I was like no at first <laughs> <laughs> I was like I'd no I'd rather go no. Cancun but you can drop us off can drop us off that way <laughs> I was like I was like no no because that's that's your um, your off season time you know and you're a bit selfish you want to you want to do what you, whatever it is you want to do you know you want to go back home to Wigan or you know back, back to Liverpool see your family or you know go on a few holidays with your family yourself and and he's like, no, no, come, you know, it'll be this, that, and the other. So I was like, right, okay. So are you going, Linvoy? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going. Moro's the same. Moro's going. Luar Luar's going. I'm going. It was only me who went, and the, and ten other people. Somehow Linvoy got out of it. <laughs> <laughs> somehow. <laughs> somehow Linvoy got out of it. <laughs> Moro. They're all in my Moro's got an operation. Moro's got an operation on his knee. Luar, couldn't get in touch with Luar. No idea where Luar Luar was. So I'm, I'm on this, I'm on this plane out to Mexico City with ten people. I don't really know. And I'm like, okay. It's all for charity. You know? I'll go with it. I'll, 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 I'll said I'm going now. I'm here. So uh, you, you know, could have got off the plane, <laughs> would you? <have>? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> the doors weren't them? shut. Did you not ring them at the airport? Going, <laughs> where, are, yeah. where are you, lads? Good crack, lads. Sure, I'm sure I did. 
I'm sure, I'm sure it did. Come on, um, lads, really, yeah. Come <laughs> did on, it get man. to that stage that you got to the airport? I, you know, you paid oh. your money and all that, and it was like you were too far. And I was like, right, well, I'm going. You know, let's yeah. let's give it a whirl. <laughs> so it was uh, basically you were handing out um, kit and clothes to the homeless. Um, um, you know, the the people over there with the charity. They organised this uh, this football match, and it was like all these gangs had turned up who were one minute they're fighting each other but football kind of brought them together and we had this kind of little tournament that the charity over in Mexico City organised you know and then you're talking you know I'm talking about myself because I've, at the time I was a Premier League footballer and you know and the football mad and you're kind of giving them a little bit of an insight you got a translator and then we got told though uh, we're going over to a place called I think it was La Loma um, it was like a labyrinth this place was just a la like a labyrinth and it was it was just chaos, and what, what what happened is we kind of put on this football session, and next minute this this car comes kind of screeching down like onto this like um, it was like a, a stony pitch we had, so it's kind of like handbrake Ram's turned out. it almost, yeah. And he's like, "You've got to go, you've got to go, you've got, you've got to get out of there." Anyway, so we had to just go the back roads. Later, found out the reason why we had to go because we were going to get kidnapped, so we had to like scoot out of there. So the fuck it, the sun take you back. <laughs> so I'm thinking. They might have had you for half a day, fuck it, okay? <laughs> take him back. So it obviously filtered through, uh, you know, that you had this foreign group of people and, you know, in uh, in La Loma, which is obviously a, a quite a dangerous part of Mexico City. And we had to, yeah, get out, get out of there. And you were there for, I think it was another couple of days and I've never been so vigilant in my life. and. You know, you're, you're phoning home and you're like talking to, to the missus and she's like, oh, so what's happened? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I nearly got kidnapped. She's like, oh, right, okay. Listen, um, Keenan, Keenan's uh, shouting me, I've got to go and do the tea. Take care, back. I'm like, did you just hear? Did, did you just hear what I said there? It's like, you know, it didn't kind of sink in. Um, but the overall, the whole experience, you know, seeing young children, um, you know, no homes, you know, looked at as uh, like vermin, um, just just changed everything and when you've obviously got children yourself when you come home and I'm thinking I'm going to sell everything I'm going to do this that and the other but unfortunately yes but you just settle back into your into your way of life but uh, it certainly oh big time yeah very much so and it certainly made me realise um, how fortunate uh, and how blessed I I am um, but yeah so that kind of changed you know it didn't take away my my desire to win as such, but I just, um, in terms of life in general, viewed it a, a lot better and also could handle um, disappointments a lot better as well. So, but yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a, an interesting time. Um, which, um, I lost what So, you yeah, so, <laughs> so I went you've from... Got, you've drawn me in. Yeah. <laughs> Take me down. Why? He's booking the tickets. I'm going to be having a Bible I'm excited about it. Oh, we'll all go selling. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all go. I'm not sure you get in, John. Um, I've turned my phone on one day and I've got this fucking Bristol and, hey, all right, and all this and I'm like, what the fuck's this? <laughs> and I couldn't make it out. I couldn't right make, right. make any word out apart from, it's Ian Holloway. <laughs> and then phone went and I'm like, 
re listen to it. I put it on speaker and he said, can you, what the fuck's he saying here? <laughs> and he, oh, here, 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 anyway, you see, another way, mate. Oh, fucking, I'm going to have to wait. So I had to sit behind my phone and I was going to ring back. I'm going to fucking wait there. So I'm like, you know, he's like, look, go swimming with kids. I, don't, I can't, I've got to wait. I might miss a call here. Um, so, you know, it was, it was, but it was that close for me going to call out. So you were, within a year, you've gone from accepting playing in League One to then getting promoted to the Prem. Yeah. Well, the champion, I could have like, gone to League One and then I ended up back in the Prem at 33. Yeah. And he, he gave me a new lease of life. He, he, he prolonged my career. I ended up playing at Wrexham up to 37. Um, and else I don't think I would have been. I don't think I would have done. I probably have dropped out a lot mm. sooner. Yeah. And it, honestly, it turned out to be the best decision in my life. It's funny how, like, you know, but what a year. Honestly, we, like, we were training one day because when he first moved up as well, he was a nightmare. He, um, he, was, he was stopping at... Um, we were always having these, uh, like near casino on that. So one day we're training, he's not in, he'd been to this do. So we're training, this fucking kid racks up in this England kit. All right? Who the fuck's this? Full kit? Yeah, England kit with his boots and a bag. And some old assistant manager's gone, all right, what are you doing? Yeah, I, uh, I worked group here for your manager last night. He said I could train with you today for a trial. <laughs> <laughs> What, he oh, brought his own balls? Yeah, no, he brought his fucking baggage. Boot bag. Boot bag. <laughs> <laughs> we're going, what? Well, like, what? Then, you big croupier at casino? Yeah. And then we, well, we went down to um, near Bristol. We had this tournament <laughs> near... We, we, we had this tournament near Bristol. Oh, yeah, well, Tom won't let him. Cause it, but we had this tournament near... Right, um, and we stopped there and there a few days. It was near Bristol. I forgot what it's called. Um, and this is how shambles Blackpool. We're in two hotels, team. We're in fucking two hotels because they haven't booked enough rooms. Uh, this is when he first uh, got manager's job. So um, anyway, we started training. This kid turns up. Who the fuck's this? And he's got studs like this. It's pre-season. The fucking studs like two inch long. And you could tell straight away this kid. You know, like when people run and you know, like the yeah, shit kids at school. Not being horrible, but you know, what I mean? this kid's never kicked a fucking ball in his life. <laughs> this kid will like that. And it's like, oh my god, he's training me. Because you're thinking, fucking hell, he could injure you. You know, where's he got in from? Oh yeah, I'm on trial. I'm on trial. All right, yeah. So anyway, we're doing crossing and shooting. So he's doing crossing. Well, it's my luck that he's crossing for me. So every time I went to, he went to fucking cross, he goes behind go. He went everywhere, you know. So I fucking sat down in protest, me. I thought, fuck this, it's bullshit. You know, I'm sucking like I do. I'm like, fucking bullshit this. So anyway, didn't think of it. I'm sharing room with Keith Summers. So he goes back to the room. He's like, oh, fucking hell. Do you want um, an orange, uh, lemonade and blackcurrant? Yeah, yeah. So he orders these fucking blackcurrants and plate of chips. Fucking guy come knocks on the door at waiter comes. It's him. <laughs> <laughs> fucking waiter <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got, I got fucking dead. Like, cheers, man. <laughs> fucking waiter. <laughs> Were you at Preston with Dennis Booth? Oh, Booth, there, yeah. I remember Dwight York was saying he's one of the funniest men in football. But he, he, was, he was a Villa, one of you, assistant yeah, at Villa. Graham Saylor, weren't he? And uh, Paul Simpson brought him in. I remember the first day walking in. Um, and there were blokes sat there on the stem, red hot day, first day of pre season, big chain around his neck, no top on, having a fag. I thought, oh, who's that? I was assistant manager. <laughs> <laughs> gold chain. The gold chain. <laughs> but he was he brilliant. Like, his banter was, he didn't do any coaching, he was just there purely for the lads, you know, yeah. like, to get morale up and that. And he, one of the funniest things he ever did, like, you know, he were always like up to like, pranking and stuff like that. So one day I've come in and walked into the canteen and he's got his arm fully bandaged up. He's got a t shirt on, his arm's fully bandaged all the way up. Like, 
and he's going every time he moves it I thought I'm not getting involved <laughs> <laughs> I've just gone and got a cup of tea go, morning Dan you alright yeah yeah good said oh oh no that so I've sat down Sean St. Ledger's coming fucking hell Dan what are you doing it's my own fault it's my own fault what, what's happened so well I pulled him put some petrol in coming up the Blackpool Road there Preston and he says a bit must have gone on my arm like do you know he's gone yeah he said anyway I've wiped it off anyway got in car you know like a fag of lit up he said a bit's gone on my arm he says all my sleeves set on fire he's gone you're joking he says anyway I've panicked Stuck it out a window. He said, and it's made it worse. It's all gone. He said, anyway, police have come, put it out, and they've arrested me. And he's going, you're joking, what for? He went, possession of a firearm. <laughs> 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 and he's coming. He's coming early just to use our Preparation. Just to do this one gag. And they're only about three of these guys. <laughs> I can't imagine Ben's got it to start with either. <laughs> oh, brilliant. brilliant. He used to ring your house phone. He used to call me Albert for some reason. He used to ring your house phone? He would, he'd ring house phone at night. So one, <laughs> one game, um, we, I think we played like Norwich or something like that and I'd had a stinker. It was one of them, no, it's going under your foot and that way you got to control it and that, you know, and you... And we know him well, don't we, Chris? <laughs> so, I was lower than a snake's belly, so I'm sat there Saturday night watching telly and Al's phone's gone. And I thought, oh, fuck, I'm not getting that, so I've let you go through to um, answer machine, and I've just heard it. Albert, it's the master, Dennis Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just ringing to tell you, son, you were fucking horrific today. <laughs> If you could have given it away as many times as that, it would have dragged you off soon. He said, everyone was saying uh, he's not hiding, but we wanted you to hide. <laughs> he says, anyway, there's another game, Chelsea, so keep your head up. <laughs> I'm just sat there in chair like that. <laughs> we, we went to... Uh, Possession of a firearm. <laughs> they took us to Marbella training. <laughs> they took us to Marbella training one like January or something like that. And uh, we got Dan's key for his room and we went in and we fucking, we put everything on bed that we could find. So we'd got like oak plant pots from outside on balcony, everything out wardrobe. We, it like piled up so like slightly. Like a bonfire. Yeah, and it'd go. So we didn't, there were me, Graham Alexander and uh, Paul McKenna went in and did it. We never said a word. And we'd been charging drinks back to his room all week. <laughs> never, never said it. So he, like, he were, he were desperate to know who it were. I'm telling them that he'd got this um, horrendous Hawaiian shirt like he'd brought with him but he hadn't wore so someone tell Sean St. Ledger about it so he's next day he's come down for it in training he's going I knew it but you did me wrong to him <laughs> <laughs> he got on the end and he got his bill and it was something stupid like 900 euros he's going it's 900 euros I don't even drink Smirnoff ice <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck have been drinking Smyrna Pies? I think you're a nude, you're a nude. I don't even drink Smyrna Pies. I'm not paying this. I noticed you um, you got a, an appearance in Roy Keane's autobiography. Yeah. Said uh, yeah, you, you, the, you were the first player to defy him. Yeah, as a manager, I read it. Yeah, it was a, it was a decent little spread. <laughs> <laughs> Made his book. So, yeah, we'd uh, we'd trained. I was speaking to Brownie about it earlier. We'd we'd trained. We'd lost the week before, and I'd played 
and I was crap. To be fair, we, everyone was that, that day. Was it Preston? I'm sure it was at Preston. We'd lost 3-1. Um, I might be wrong, though. Um, and we'd, we were doing shape on the day before the game. So you have your 11 playing against 11 Joeys that are either subs or not playing or not travelling. And I'd not even made the Joeys. So I'm stood watching. There's me, Robbie Elliott, um, and another Spanish lad who was just training with us. I'm stood watching. I'm, obviously, I'm a little hothead and think I should be playing and all this. And watching training, I'm thinking, this, I'm not having this. This is this is bang out of order. So I've turned around to Robbie. I said, I'm going in, mate. I'm going in. I'm not watching this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I've turned around started walking in. Kino's spotted me walking off. Oi! How the fuck are you going? So I'm going in, I'm not watching, I'm not standing here watching training, I should be fucking training. Fucking don't you go anywhere, you can stand and watch. So I've just ignored him, carried on walking, and he's shouted, right, I'll be in in a minute, fucking go in my office. So I'm walking off thinking, that wasn't such a good idea. <laughs> 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 Regretting it immediately. Yeah, as soon as he's saying that, I'm thinking. The thing is, you've started to walk. Yeah, I can't turn back. Yeah, you can't turn around. You can't turn around like a little kid. I can't, oh, I'm sorry. For that I can't turn back with my he, tail. He, he, he would have done. Oh, he would have Yes, yeah. boss. Yes, boss. Sorry, sorry Roy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know, but Fran used to do everything that Roy came <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard his last one about it. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I'm, I'm walking off thinking, oh, you've made an error here. Big big mistake. I've got in, took my boots off. I've sat in my place in the changing rooms and Keno's come in. In my fucking office. I'm thinking, fucking <laughs> So I've got my flip-flops on. <laughs> Strolled up the stairs, past all the officers. Obviously Keane stormed through and you can see all the secretaries like, looking, thinking, oh, Jesus, what's happened here? So you were walking behind him, like? I was walking behind. So I've got, we get to his office, he's holding the door open. Walk. At least you were still... still, still, <laughs> still, yeah. still he's still, he's, he's still being civil here, I've got half a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so he shuts the door behind me, sits down, and he's sat across from me like this, and he says, you're a fucking cunt. Well, I know it's bad language, but I'm just... Saying what it is, yeah. And I'm, true. And I'm sat there. Well. <laughs> and he's I've said, I'm not. I said, I can't I can't stand I'm there not. and watch training. He's gone, Yes, yeah. You're a oh, no, I'm not. He's gone, Yes, yeah. You're a you're a little I don't know who you think you are. So I've said, No, I'm not. And he said, You are, you're a, you're a little and he's just kept saying it, and I'm thinking, we're just banging our heads against the wall here. I said that. So I've stood up. And I've gone to walk out, and he's re- jumped out of his seat, ran round the thing, grabbed my arm, and gone, where the fuck do you think you're going? He said, you get fucking sat back down now. And I've gone, I'm not standing here listening to you enough. <laughs> and he's just looked at me, he's about two feet away, and he's just gone, do you want to fucking go? Fucking do you want to go? And I, like, Roy Keane were my hero, because I'd followed Man U, and, and I'm stood here with Roy Keane, and he's, oh, he's my manager and he's offering me out. <laughs> so I'm like smirking because I can't believe what's what's going on. <laughs> so he's sitting... I bet that bound him up. That's what more. I mean. So he's probably seen me smirking yeah. and thought, I'm going to kill him. So he's, he said it again and he said, do you want to fucking go? Come on, if you want to go, let's have it. So I've looked at him and gone, don't be so fucking ridiculous. And I've like hit his arm off me. 
moved him away and gone to go out the door and he's gone to grab the door and I've just like grabbed it and rammed it open said it's fucking ridiculous I said this I'm, I'm leaving so I've walked out into the offices obviously everyone in the offices has heard what's going on they're just like looking at us thinking that's not normal <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, last thing I heard from him was keep your, keep your phone on you're, you're done like you're finished that, was, that it. was it I went home that day and never went back in that playoff final? Uh, I'd be 20. So when I started season 19 and playoff final were 20, yeah. Were your head on it for that penalty shootout? What do you mean? Wait a minute. What's a fucking question? Were your head on it? It's 20 and old. Were your head on it? No, he didn't give a fuck. No, but were you shitting yourself a bit? Or penalty shootout, 20 year old, final, it's on your shoulders as a keeper, isn't it? Yeah, I mean. There's no pressure for keepers, is it? If they don't save it, you don't don't give them a fucking deal. There were pressure on us going to Wembley because we're only playing Gillingham. That's probably where they are in it, League 2, League 1, whatever. Obviously, we're City. We had to get out of the first attempt. So going into it, there was a lot of pressure, a lot of expectation. Uh, we took sort of 40,000 down from Manchester. Um, and we sort of knew we had to win because you know what it's like? If you don't get out at the first attempt, it's it gets hard, harder. it gets harder. Yeah. Leeds have done it. A club like City as well. Yeah, it's, and we were like everybody's scalp. So it's, you know, City coming to town and everyone wants to sort of raise the game. Bit of a cup final, bumper crowd for everybody. Obviously, when we got there... The, the, uh, two 0 down with ten minutes to go. Two 0 down. Um, Carlos Arba scored for them on about eighty-two. So you're thinking, "Fucking hell, here we go." And then Bob Taylor, he scored on like eighty-seven. So you're absolutely gone. And then Kev Kev Orlock scored in like ninetieth minute, and it was a decent finish to be fair. But the city end, it half half empty because they'd all gone. Yeah. And so when Kev scored, there weren't really any celebrations from anyone. It was just our oh, consolation and. And that's sort of it. And then biggest thing were after Kev's goal, uh, Mark Olsey, who was referee, he signalled over to the fourth official. There were five minutes of injury time. They'd never been five minutes. <laughs> we're about two or three. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> I've still got a guy got imaging. He had a Tony Pulis. He was Gillingham manager. He's going fucking mental. I can imagine. He's going ballistic on touchline. This footage of it. He's going Fuck mad off. at fourth official and yeah. all this. Where's five minutes come from and all this. Um, anyway, and you know, Paul Dickoff, who missed a few chances that day. It sort of fell to him, and Vince Bartram, who were in their goal, was his best man at his wedding. So, and Vince had made some good saves off Dickie, and he, he probably thought it weren't going to be his day. And, and one sort of fell to him, and uh, he's slotted it in top corner. And so, sort of everyone went wild. All City fans then started running back in, <laughs> um, and so that's two all. And you're like, fucking hell! So extra time sort of come and went, and I can't really remember much about it. And it's. Uh, I say just come and went and then we're into penalties so as a keeper you're thinking well I fancy this and big thing going into penalties were toss of the coin which end it's going to be it's going to be the city end so no disrespect to the Gillingham players they weren't sort of big game players yeah. I must have suddenly looked a bit bigger and goal must have looked a bit smaller um, I managed to save one uh, first one which sort of puts them right on the back yeah. foot yeah. and uh People actually forget, Paul Dickoff missed his penalty. Yeah, it both post, didn't it? It both post and come out. So, and I, speak, I spoke to Kevin Orlock recently, who scored out first. So he scored his penalty and scored, and nobody really mentions Kev, yeah. when <laughs> Dickie missed his penalty but scored yeah, the equaliser, yeah. and, you know, Dickie's sort of famous for that. Yeah. So, so I don't think Kev's too happy about it. But yeah, um, it come round to, to sort of Guy Butters coming up for them, left side of centre half. And I said to the linesman, if I save this, is that it? He went, yep. 
Was it Eddie Pennock? Eddie Pennock put his wide. Because he was my manager at Forest Green and I, I used to fucking pillock him about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If he hadn't worked me, I'd shut up your fucking shit. They man. took four, they only scored one. Yeah, I just... saved two and they put one wide. I said, shut up your shit, man. You missed your fucking penalty at Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said, don't fucking start quitting for me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you play much under him? Yeah, yeah, every, every game. He took, he, it drop us. he took it in good spirit. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, and then it come, I said to Lionel, if I save this, is that it? He went, yeah. I said, you sure? He went, yeah. Anyway, I saved it and I... Uh, that iconic celebration. Yeah, you pulled the face there. I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> I'd never pulled it before. I've never pulled never it since. never run as fast since, have you? <laughs> Megatonic and, kicked yeah, it. And then I just, I waved the lads over and I sort of had this like, like electricity running through my body and I thought, I don't want it to end. So I sort of opted off at advertising boards and it could have went away. <laughs> Ran round track back over <laughs> and, and big Andy Morrison got hold of it and I was fucked let me tell you <laughs> and the uh, last thing I wanted was a 20 man pile on that's exactly what happened and you know I couldn't get enough I couldn't get any air in my me, me, me lungs and I was oh must have been hyperventilating under there but it would it would just looking back now just brilliant memories and just a great occasion every time I, you know I still do bits and bobs over at Man City and every time I go that's all people want to talk to me at that day so, oh, yeah. and everyone's got their own little stuff well we left and then we ran back, back in, in and some people got in the car and went didn't even turn radio on and, and got halfway up M6 before they realised what had happened so everyone's got their own stories and it was just uh, things couldn't get any worse for us than they were and that almost the first rung in the ladder to, to get back yeah. into the you know big time if you like do you have a good drink after it do you have a You'll be disappointed, Parker, because I didn't. I was absolutely bollocks. I just... What, tired? Oh, I was fucked. <laughs> I must admit, though, afterwards... I was surprised two laps around, <laughs> I just didn't know what date were. I was just bollocks. I made up for it next week or two. I like. can imagine. I so that you... night, I just I just went home and I just... Oh, I was just shagged, basically. And then day after, I went on a session and it lasted a few days. And <laughs> it took sort of all summer to come down because it was just... And it never really sunk in for weeks and months really it's, I think it's only when you finish your career and sort of look back that you sort of pre- and I was young at times so you just think ah oh, this is sort of how it is yeah. this is just normal football yeah but it weren't because it was just just sort of best time of my life you know and um, and to end my first season like that was just brilliant it's a shame Brownie's not here because he, he has said you, you were the drunkest man he's ever seen yeah, I can vouch for that as well. Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd go along with that. In, uh, in, in Dublin? Dublin? Yeah, I'd Jesus had a few that were a few God. years later than that. But yeah, I'd, uh, I can honestly say since that day, I've never had a pint of Guinness since. Have you not? <laughs> it was just slipping down a little did, did bit. 40, did them 43 put you off it? <laughs> I get it a good one. I get it a good one. Well, we'd been out, it was Christmas do at Chef Wednesday, and we'd been out, we flew straight to Dublin. You lot right there with Preston, weren't yeah. you? Yeah. And uh, we'd flown straight out. I'm rooming with Tommy Miller. And, uh, and Tommy likes a drink Tommy you know? fucking hell he can drink Jesus yeah. so we've gone out banging Guinness down like there's no tomorrow I think I must have fell asleep in a nightclub or something and then I sort of wakes up cleaners kicking me out sort of thing I'm sort of stumbling around the streets of Dublin like, I was trying to bring myself together gets back into the hotel there's these two Irish lads I'm on my own old lads are long gone so I managed to find my way back to the hotel there's these two Irish lads trying to get a drink in the hotel and barman saying oh you know you've got to be a resident Sorry, lads, I can't serve you. I thought, ah, I'll help him out here. So like, yeah, lads, I'll have a pint with you. So I said, three pints of Guinness to kick off with. <laughs> so I've had a couple with these Irish lads. Before you know it, it's fucking light and it's, you know, nine o'clock in the morning, whatever. So I've had a few more with them. They're a bit pissed now. I'm fucking double pissed. And then I think we had to meet at like 11 down in fancy dress. So it gets the 
I don't know, ten half ten. Lads start sort of rolling down in the fancy dress. <laughs> and they're like pissed. Stealing a gear from Stealing my gear from night before. <laughs> looking kebab down one arm, all that sort of game, <laughs> you know. And uh banging Guinness down. And I remember saying to Chris Sedgwick come down. I went, Sedge, have a look at that. Showed him my pints again. So I went, have a good look at it because you're not going to see it in a minute. I just went bang and dropped it straight down Hatch. And uh, I just, for some reason, I just kept doing it. <laughs> and, you know, like, because it started a routine. Every, yeah. every person who came down, watch this. Watch what this. Is this? <laughs> and like, you know, like, lads are like laughing. And you, then you're like in a bit of show off mood. You And I'm fucking, I don't, don't know what planet it were anyway. And uh, so I kept banging them down anyway. Eventually got up to my room, gets my fancy dress on. And we've gone to this pub. What were you? It, we, had, someone, we had to buy each other gear, so I just got dressed up in like some old shitty gear that someone had bought from a charity shop. Yeah. And uh, a bit like Parky is now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bit like Parky, but a bit smarter. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so we, we end up going into, we're going to Old Dublin. Old Dubliner. So we've met Old Preston lads in Old Dubliner, so I've been told, so my memory's a little bit... This is probably quarter past 11, Sunday morning. Right. So we're in Old Dublin and like said, just go, yeah, Weaves is another one. And, you know what it's like? <laughs> That's <laughs> hanging you on. Go and show Weaves your Guinness. Weaves, show me a trick. <laughs> Weaves. <laughs> Parker, come and have a look at Weaves. You know Weaves, don't Bring you? Bring that Guinness with you. Yeah. Bring that Guinness with you. So one of them. You had to change about about four times, man. <laughs> so I kept doing it. Fuck, I don't know how I kept doing it. But he obviously just, no real fist of Guinness, is there? Oh, don't yeah. make your burp out, does it? It just like slips down. And, um, I kept doing it, and Darren Purse has said to Sedge, I'm going to have to take him back to the hotel in a bit. <laughs> and Sedge, no, he's all right, leave him, he's all right, leave him. But he were, he, up to his waist, his, his legs were obviously straight, and then his waist, from his waist, he was sort of at a, probably a, a 45 degree angle, but backwards. I would define so, gravity so at this point, I think. He stood up like, and, and he's not dropping a drop of Guinness, not a bit on the floor. <laughs> so it must have got to what? Must have only been in the half an hour, an hour. So I remember said 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 to me, he says, I can't remember this at this point. He says, You've walked around corners if you're going for a piss. And he said, suddenly, you've like some sort of a cartoon where I've gone around corner, then I must have fell into must have been must have been serving food, I've fallen into knives and forks and all that. Babel Blokes come round kicking off saying, You're gonna have to take your moment. Leave he's alright, mate, he's alright, mate. We'll sort him out for you. So at this time Darren Purse is getting a bit agitated who a captain. And a uh, little bit sensible Percy, you know what I mean? Oh, that's going, no, he's horrid, Percy. <laughs> anyway, I'll always be grateful to Percy because he did eventually take me home. And uh, it must have been about half one, two o'clock. It was earlier than that. It was I woke well. up at four o'clock next morning <laughs> when Tommy Miller were coming in front Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know I'd been out on Sunday. So I'd only thought I'd been out one night. So Tommy's coming <laughs> with his kebab. You still, you still thought you got a night out, yeah. didn't you? So I'm like thinking, fucking hell, what time is it? It's going, fucking hell, we'll be flying. And I'm thinking, and I'd lost a day of my life. <laughs> I looked at my phone, fucking hell, there's like 200 missed calls, texters. I'm thinking, fucking hell. <laughs> I've not been in touch with our lass or anyone. We just had my little girl, we only little, you know, she was a few months old. Well, I spoke to her in the airport going out Saturday night. Next thing I'm falling on Monday morning. <laughs> She's been ringing hospitals in Dublin. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm alright, look. <laughs> Just had a bit of a longer kip than I imagined. And uh, fucking fresh as a daisy, love. Yeah, but fucking, and I've never had a part of Guinness since. It sort of scared me, because I got taste for it. And, I, and obviously, lads are egging me on and all that. Like, you know what it's like when you're in mood Christmas, and we just won an all on Saturday, so you're sort of buzzing. Yeah, yeah. We've got Monday off. Oh, lads are buzzing. Oh, pressed on lads are there. 12,000 calories as well. Yeah. Don't worry really about that, though, do you? <laughs> he never did. That's like, that's, I've still done. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I've never had a pint of Guinness after that. 
because I would have loved to have gone back to Blackburn. I mean, when I lived there, they were, they were Premier League champions. I left in '95. You know, I cleaned Shearer's boots when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, apprentice. Did he tip? Yeah. Oh well, he used to play a game with you, and he put three cups down, and he'd swindle around of like nothing, like um, thirty quid and sixty quid, and like sixty quid down. I'm talking 1993. Yeah. So it was fucking fortunes. Like double me. Me weight. I went on 31 pound fifty as an apprentice, so it like double your money. Just like fucking sixty quid, and two years in a row I picked fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> they call, and, him, call you lucky breath, don't they? And, Most unluckiest man I've ever Well, the thing is that when, when I did that, I did this tax thing in fucking Southampton, legal tax bloke. Yeah, and it ended up cost me. So I'm fucking bitter. I'm well, still bitter so about it. Now. What happened? So right, it, well, it, it, it was meant to be financial advisor, and, it, and I went. And what the lads were doing? It, I went. This fucking says too good to be true. And you know what I'm like, Randy. I'm tired as fuck. And a few lads. So I did it, and it ended up costing me a lot of money. And, I, and I've been, I've never shut up about it since, because then people didn't monitor people coming to training grounds. We were selling properties and all that, weren't they? And, and lads, and now it turns out lads like my age and all that got scammed yeah, by that film yeah. thing. Yeah, the film thing. There were so oh. many. And years later, I fuck it, and I've, I've left. I got a Blackpool, and uh, I come home. Like I used to ring home and think training. Mrs. A home, right? Get home, fucking cup of tea, jammy dodgers, Dickinson's real deal, and I fall asleep in because I'm in my back room in my own telly and all that. I'm fucking like, so I'm in my back room and all that. I guess his phone call. I just remember it. it's, like, it's like, oh yeah, it's the tax, and I'm fucking. And I ended up rowing for about an hour. I'm fucking what? And it's like, is this? That? And it turned out we're in. <laughs> Thing is, Jim Swallows. Yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, he didn't tell me. I didn't find out for about six months. <laughs> I'm like, how to me, Missy? I'm going to have to ring tax office. <laughs> fucking, they're chasing me again. I've paid my fucking time. <laughs> Honestly, I was fuming. But it's not like he called me next day or anything. He didn't tell I didn't find out for about six months. And he just randomly walked back. He went, I think we played, you know what? He just went, oh, how about your tax thing? And I went, oh. Just before the game, yeah, we're like, you fuck it. And it were months and months after. You, you'd already been done. Oh. You'd already been, you'd already been pulled up about it. Yeah, I'd, and I'd, then, I'd, and then you, you, you did a follow-up phone call. Yeah, so it, I told everyone. It was a few years before at Southampton, and I got stung. So I was like, uh, and and this, it's not like he fucking texted me and all that. I went, all right, it was fucking, it went six months later or something like. It was even longer than six months, <laughs> wasn't it? And I was like, that to me, Sam. I think you're coming for me again. I, honestly, <laughs> Lisa! <laughs> World War Three in the house. What oh. did you say? I just said that it was from the Inland Revenue, unpaid tax issues. <laughs> and it was, I mean, the kids were in the background oh, having a Royal Rumble or so. It just sounded yeah. like I, 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 was, I just sort of woke up as well. So I was like, what, what, what? And I was like, you can fuck You swore he don't fall. Oh, yeah. I was effing and jetting. And I was like, yeah. and I, honestly, I didn't sleep that night. I was shaking. I was like, oh, fucking, <laughs> this, this bullshit, this, this is bullshit, this. I can hear him like, you know, the papers of your documents all yeah. going through his uh, phone. I think I've got, look, I can show you all my documents here. I've paid up, I'm fully paid up. <laughs> I've been done, leave me the fuck alone. You know? <laughs> and um, yeah, but he didn't tell me if it was, it was six months later. Oh yeah, you're fucking like, what? And I'm like, you've got a fucking like, months of sleepless nights. You go. That's not a joke, that's, that's torment, huh? <laughs> Uh, Evil bastard. Oh, well, honestly. Was, um, like I said, he was like, if he'd have told me day after or something, that's a joke. Like, not fucking six months down the line. When when you've lost weight, you've not eaten. You've got sleep Still deprivation. From it. You've got sleep deprivation. There's, there's, there's POWs from Vietnam coming back in a better state than I were. Fucking. Right. I didn't even give it a second thought. I thought, oh, you know, he knows it's a joke. He knows.
had normal club sandwich at night, black crunk, pint of black crunk lemonade, as you do, couldn't sleep. Anyway, we won 1-0, and I remember Lee Chapman scored winner. And then uh, following week, we've got Coventry FA Cup at home. So I'm thinking, is that me? No, still got a chance. Anyway, I'm in team. So what Cluffy used to do, if you start getting a little bit too big, big for your boots, he used to knock you back down to earth. So I played against Coventry and I made my first mistake. I gave one of the goals away. Um, but we won 3-2. And after the game... So you've won your first three games? Three games. So, so my first three games, we've won all three. And it's gone all right. And it, you're starting to get a little... Well, yeah. it's a piece of piss, this. Which, it, as we know, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so he used to manage on this on a level playing field. Like you got like Stuart Pearce in there, captain of England, your Des Walkers, Nigel, his son, and Neil Webb, some great players. And even them, if they stepped above that mark, he were class at knocking you back down to earth. Like I can remember going to the dressing room door and turning round to the lads saying, "See you Monday, lads." Thinking just Sunday's a day off, yeah. isn't it? Like, and he goes. Where do you think you're going, shithouse? <laughs> <laughs> so I says, I'm going home. Where's home? I said, I live in Barnsley. He said, my house, tomorrow morning, nine o'clock, bring your boots, <laughs> and it would help if you bring your fucking gloves as well. <laughs> I'm thinking... I don't know where he lives. <laughs> How am I going to get to his house at nine o'clock Sunday morning? So I thought, right, I'm going to ask somebody. So I thought, who's the best person to ask? So Nigel weren't there, so I thought, well, surely Kitman or Grandsman or someone like that knows where he lives. So I asked Kitman, no, I don't know where he lives. Grandsman, Charles's name was. He goes, yeah, I know where he lives. I said, can you take me there tomorrow morning, nine o'clock? I don't know why I've got to go, but I've got to be at his house. <laughs> so he goes... No problem, I'll meet you at ground at eight o'clock and we'll take you through. Lives in Derby. Said, all right, no problems. Gets in the van. Gets to his house about half eight. And Chaz drops me off and he pisses off in the van. So I'm stood at the bottom of Cluffy's drive, thinking it's half eight. He said nine o'clock. I, I better wait. Five to nine, I walks up drive. I was but oof, never seen out like it, like like Barnsley from Quintana all his house. <laughs> so I walks up, knocks up back door. And his wife answers, Barbara, and she goes, Hello, Mark, how are you doing? Pleased to meet you. Lovely to meet you. Come in, I'll make you a cup of tea, slice of toast, she says. <laughs> so, would you like one? I said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't put a bit of fucking bacon in between it, could you? <laughs> Still don't know why I'm there. <laughs> so, I sit down in the kitchen, and what I all can remember what? He had this golden retriever, and it, it kept running up to me and like sniffing me knackers and, <laughs> and all that. And I wanted to fucking boot it, like, you know what I mean? But I'm thinking, I can't, it's Cluffy's dog, all these things with, why am I here? Anyway, she says, Brian will be down in five minutes. So anyway, he comes downstairs, rugby shirt, green sweater, blue tracky bottoms, pair of wellies on, tennis racket in his hand, dog goes and sits outside of him. He goes, I won't call you shit house, because Barbara's here. <laughs> But I'd like to say thank you. So I goes, what for? Now, Nigel's manager of Burton Albion and chief scout is Simon, right. his other son, Simon Clough. Simon Clough is a manager of a Division 5 Sunday League team in Derbyshire Sunday League. <laughs> you know what's coming, don't you? 
So Cluffy goes. Thank you for agreeing to play for Simon's team this morning. They haven't got a goalkeeper, and I thought you'd do so. So. Thanks for agreeing. So I goes. No problem. It's it's Cluffy, isn't it? I'm not going to say no. So anyway, we get, I get sink car with Simon, and we go to this fucking ground. It was like Concord Park. It was like, there were 25 pitches all over. Dog shit, broken glass, <laughs> you name it, it's on these pitches. We're getting changed in the same dressing room as team we're going to play against. <laughs> so I'm getting ready, and this kid goes... So you're actually, you actually playing in this game? Yeah. <laughs> I've played against Coventry at FA Cup day before. <laughs> Newcastle-Liverpool two weeks before that. <laughs> and you're playing against fucking dog and dog. Division five at Derbyshire, some standard were fucking horrendous, right? Well, this kid said, piped up, and he goes, "What the fuck's he doing here? It's that young goalie, young Crossley. He, uh, I've seen he played against fucking Coventry yesterday. What's he doing here? So I've clocked him, and I'm thinking, I better get ready and get out of here. So I gets my gear on, gets out onto the pitch. Anyway, game kicks off. And I'm not lying, we were, we were far superior to this other team. And I've hardly touched ball. And I look over to my right-hand side, and Archie Gemmell, remember Archie Gemmell? Yeah. It's fucking linesman. <laughs> <laughs> he's a friend of family, he's running line, right? <laughs> Trafting them all in. Archie Gemmell, European Cup winner, he's running <laughs> f- fucking line for AC Hunters. That's what the team were called, <laughs> AC Hunters. <laughs> So, anyway, 4-0 it was. 4-0. Clean sheet. 4-0. Game's still going on. And I gets the shout, and I... Shit out! <laughs> I thought, he fucking can't be here. Surely he's not here. So I look over, and about three pitches away, Cluffy's there with his dog, hitting tennis, tennis ball for ball. dog. <laughs> Shouts me. So I look over, puts them up like that. I'm that mesmerised that he's here and Archie Gemmell's running line and I've wandered over to the left-hand side at box and they fucking score. <laughs> <laughs> Their team scores. <laughs> it can, honestly, if you know me, it can only fucking happen to me. That. <laughs> so I thought, what am I going to do? So I get the ball, I sit back in there <laughs> and I chucks it back to halfway line and I, he shouts me again. Shit house! <laughs> so I look over again and he stood there and he stood like that, giving it wanker sign. <laughs> AC Hunters got fined 50 quid, right? For you playing? For, for playing a ringer. <laughs> and that bastard took it out of my wages to pay for it. I swear to God. <laughs> he fucking took 50 quid out of my wages to pay fucking five for AC Hunters. <laughs> so that's what he was like, and that's how, you, that's how we knock you back down to no earth. Like, you know? And there's like, when I think back, there's loads of stories how he did them things. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.